thing in the day. Thank you, John, for jumping in and helping out. Since Jason decided to skip church today. <laughs> Psalm 119. I'm kidding, kidding, kidding. You know who really decided? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, Psalm 119. Starting in 105, 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have sworn and I will perform it that I will keep thy righteous judgments. I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according unto thy word. Except I beseech thee the free will offering of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me thy judgments. My soul is continually in my hand, yet do I not forget thy law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I erred not from thy precepts. Thy testimonies have I taken as an heritage forever, for they are re the rejoicing of my heart. I have inclined mine heart to perform thy statutes always, even unto the end. God, I pray for your help this, this afternoon as we close out our day and we look at these verses. And Lord, they're so encouraging, so I pray that you would encourage us today through your word. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you ever been lost before? Do you remember before GPS, the at Atlas? Was it a world atlas? Uh, I had that magazine of a map. And you flip through the pages and you find it, or maybe you had to fold it out you know, way out here, and you're trying to figure out where... It's amazing. I learned how to... Uh, my parents taught me how to read a map, um, only to find out I wasn't going to need that, that talent very soon after. But uh, nonetheless, it's interesting when you get lost and you don't know where you are and you pull out... If you remember, the kids will have no idea what we're talking about, but you pull out the map and you start looking. All right, where am I at? Remember, GPS is right there. This is, this is where I am. It's like the map at the mall. You are here. A map, though, a paper map, doesn't tell you where you are. So you've got to find where you are. So you're looking for cities, uh, looking for the interstate. Um, that's when you're lucky if you're on the interstate looking for directions. But if you're on a side road, now you've got to find all that. Looking, trying to figure out where in the world am I? And then how do I get where I'm trying to go? Well, the Bible is, as cliche as it sounds, the road map for our lives. And to be able to pull it out and open it up and see here's where I am and here is where I'm trying to get to. And to know that the Bible can give us that direction and that guidance there. Isaiah 30 says, This is the way, walk ye in it. It's not a Star Wars verse. Uh, only a couple of you will get that. But uh, it, is, it, is a, it is a God-inspired verse. He says, here's the way. Now walk ye in it. Do what you're supposed to do. Follow it uh, as it guides you. So three things this afternoon, and then we'll head home. Number one, God's Word guides us. How does it guide us? Well, it guides us each step of the way. Verse 105, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We don't always see the whole map when you open Scripture. Uh, it's not always the big picture. The big picture is in there as well. But a lot of times when we're reading through Scripture, what we're seeing is the next step. Every step I take, uh, everywhere I go, God's Word showing me where to step and also where not to step. 
guiding my, my path for me. Proverbs 4.18 says, The path of the just is as a shining light that shines the more and more into the perfect day. George Mueller, if you've never read George Mueller's biography, um, I haven't read it either, but I've heard it read. Okay? You need, to, you need to listen to it or read it yourself, depending on what you like to do. Uh, but it's great. But anyways, George Mueller said, The steps and the stops of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Uh, the idea of not just where to step, but where not to step. When to go and when to stop, when to stay, all those things. It's all in the Bible for us. And so if we follow God's Word, it's going to guide us each step of the way. And I talked about it before, but that, that lamp unto my feet, light unto my path. Again, back in the day, in the Bible days, they didn't have flashlights. So they would hold lanterns or lamps or fire or whatever to guide the path. But from what I understand, and maybe I was taught incorrectly, but what I understand is they had like a, almost on the, the, the feet where you could see the next step, a little candle. Has anybody else learned that? Have you? Okay, good. <laughs> I don't know who told me that, but anyways. They had a thing where on their sandal they could put a candle, and so as they stepped it lit the path, the next step for them. Uh, and it seems smart, <laughs> so surely it happened, right? Um, but yeah, so I've seen that too. So anyways, guiding each step of the way. Uh, but not only does it guide us in each step, it also uh, shows us a path to follow. So the step is the small things, it's the everyday things. But then a path, uh, the direction that we should go. Again, it's a clear path. It's, a, it's, a, it's the, uh, the understanding of an obvious trail versus a grown-over trail when God guides a path for us. In verse number 106, it says, I have sworn and I will perform it that I will keep thy righteous judgments. He says, I have sworn. It's a promise. But a promise is only as good as its performance. Just saying I promise doesn't make it work, right? Um, I will not tell you which one of my children, but one of my children oftentimes will say, Dad, if you'll let me do this, I promise I'll never do that again. The reality is he's not going to keep that promise. So just because you say I promise doesn't mean anything. It's what you do with that promise. Do you fulfill that promise? And the Scripture gives us the path to do so. As we commit to following God's Word, God's Word will help us fulfill that commitment as we continue to follow it as well. Uh, we see also that God's Word uh, guides us even in our weakness or even in spite of our weaknesses. He says in 107, I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according unto Thy Word. Everything that I can see about this, uh, this phrase, I am afflicted very much, quicken me, it has the idea of depression. Uh, bring me out of it. Um, some people, less biblical, call it a funk. Uh, all right, so, <laughs> I got that from Bible college. Uh, but uh, uh, they, they bring me out of it, quicken me, make me alive, make me back to walking and moving and rejoicing and following and, 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 and worshiping and all these things. Bring me out of this depression, this weakness that I'm in. And, uh, and he sees here, I, I'm afflicted, he says, very much. Those words aren't in here on accident. He's going through something very heavy. So he says, quicken me, make me alive, revive me, O Lord. But how? According unto thy word. 
It's God's Word. I'm telling you, and I promise you, I'm not lying. If you read God's Word and you're going through hardship, you're going to get help. And I know, and we've talked about this before, there's a difference between reading and studying. And we should study God's Word, but you've got to start somewhere. If you're going through it, I'm telling you, just open God's Word and start reading. It'll help you. He says, bring me out of this or quicken me according unto thy word. By the way, God's word tells us that he will, which is why he's saying according to thy word. God, you've promised to help me, so now I'm seeking your help based off of what you've told me. God's word guides us not only uh, each step of the way, not only a path to follow, not only uh, in our weaknesses, but also through our worship. Verse 108, except I beseech thee the freewill offering of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me thy judgments. It is about uh, uh, through continual worship, through a mindset of worship, uh, that as we follow God, He continues to guide us through our worship as well. We see God's Word guides us. Number two, we see God's Word guards us. Verse 109, He guards us through fear. My soul is continually in my hand, yet... Do I not forget thy law? We've seen similar verses to this in Psalm 119, but this mindset of, I am concerned, right? I'm going through something and it concerns me. There's a difference between concern and worry. Worry, God says, don't do it. Don't worry. Be careful for nothing and everything. Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be known unto God. Concern is natural. Worry might be a little natural, I suppose, but we have to put that into God's hands. Concern is a, God, this is happening, and if I didn't have you, I would be worried. That's the way I define concern. Define it however you want. That's not biblical, that's just a Vince opinion. But that's how I define it. Concern is, God, I've got this issue, and if I didn't have you, I would be terrified. But I have you, so I'm just concerned. Uh, all right, so God, help me with it. And that's what it is here. It's, it's this, this moment of fear. My soul is continually in my hand. I'm in danger. I, I've got this going on. Yet, do I not forget thy law? And, and Camden, what is the law? The Bible. We've been going through Proverbs. Lots of laws in the Bible and the Proverbs. But uh, it's the Bible. I'm not going to forget what you've said and how do you not forget what God said? You have to know what God says. How do I know what God says? I have to read and study what God says. And so we see God's Word guards us through our fear. Verse 110, it also guards us against our enemies. The wicked have laid a snare for me, a trap for me, yet I erred not from thy precepts. Again, another look at God's Word. I've stuck with it. So God... Even though my enemies are here, even though they are against me, even though they have set traps for me, I'm depending on your word to keep me safe from that. How, how do you protect yourself from the snare of the devil? Part of it is reading God's word, knowing God's word. That's an, a vital part of it. Uh, the, the, the sword of the spirit. I mean, it's, you know, we've got God's word. We've got... So much here where the Bible tells us the, the Bible, God's Word is an is a, um, offensive weapon for us. It's, it's there for uh, going forward and attacking, but it's also a defensive mechanism for us too. 
where we can use to fight off and to shield ourselves uh, with it as well. And so we see here the, the, the guarding that God's Word does uh, towards our enemies, making us aware of what our enemies are doing and the, the traps that are set for us. And then lastly, we see God's Word guides us, God's Word guards us. And then the last one is God's Word encourages us. We see in verse 111, Thy testimonies have I taken as an heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. Uh, heritage or even inheritance. God's Word. Uh, I don't know if you've ever gotten an inheritance before. And uh, if you do, it's usually helpful no matter what it is. God's Word, we inherit God's Word. We have inherited it. It's, it's ours. And to be able to have that here, what a blessing that is. And he says there in verse 111 that for they are the rejoicing of my heart. It's something I, I love. It's something that I cherish because I have your word as a heritage. You think of men oftentimes have a stereotype of not following the written directions. Um, if it has pictures, I'll look at it. If it's just words, what's the point? Um, but that being said, the Scriptures are instructions that we are given. We're given the instruction for a happy or blessed life. We're given instructions for how to be a, uh, a spouse. We're given instructions for how to be a parent. We're given instructions for how to be a child. We're given instructions for how to be an employee how to be an employer, how to be a citizen, how to be a leader. We're given all this in Scripture for us to have, and it's, it's ours for free. Literally now, you, don't, you can get on your phone for free. And to know that we have this as an inheritance that we get to have, do we rejoice over that the way the psalmist does? Think about Psalms when it was written. Um, the, the life frame, uh, uh, you know, David is a, is a large portion of the Psalms, but there are others involved too. It's been a while ago, and when they were praying prayers and when they were being inspired by God to pin down the words for us, they didn't have access to all the stuff that we have access to, but had access to God. And isn't that what God's Word is? It's access to God. They prayed. They got answered. They had some writings that they could look at and study from and, and learn from. So they, they thanked God for what they had. We've got so much more. And yet we don't value God's Word the same. Um, it's almost like we oftentimes, if we sat down to find out uh, reading the will of someone and expecting a large sum of money, and we got the uh, uh, picture book. We would go, oh, seriously? Picture book? They're all on Facebook. Why do I need this picture book? We'd be discouraged. The psalmist says, I've got God's word, and that for me is a great, great heritage. He rejoiced over it. We have God's Word, and we oftentimes walking out the door go, Oh, forgot my Bible. <laughs> Guilty as charged. 
That's why I've got three more in the office, just in case. Um, we'll walk out. We just, it's, it's just habit, in a sense, where we, just, we have it, and it's there, and hopefully we pick it up regularly, and we're reading it, and all that kind of stuff. But we do not value God's Word the way the psalmist does here. In most cases, maybe you do, but oftentimes we don't. Uh, and then verse 12 at 112, it says, I have inclined mine heart to perform thy statutes alway, even unto the end. The map leads us home. That's what we're following it for. And so the, the Bible gives us the instruction we need even unto the end, until we're done, until we've reached the X on the map until our time on this earth is over. To understand that God's Word that we have in front of us here is leading us, guiding us, directing us, guarding us until we get to the end. That's where it's, it's taking us somewhere. How many times do we take the, the peace that God has given us to get to the end and we just put it on a bookshelf or on a table we pick it up once or twice a week. If you were taking a trip and you didn't know how to arrive, how to get where you're going, you're going to keep your eyes on the map. If, if you're like me, when you have the GPS up, you're paying attention. To, I, don't, I don't turn my volume on. <laughs> it really annoys me. It cuts into my podcasting and uh, music or whatever I'm listening to, and it really I don't want to hear that. So... Uh, so I'd mute it, so I've got to keep my eye on it so I know when to turn and those kinds of things. But if you're not careful, if you're not paying attention, uh, you might turn a little too soon or a little too late. You still have to watch what's going on. In the Bible, oftentimes we kind of set it aside and think, I know how to get there. But then all of a sudden we miss a turn. And where does that leave us? Uh, oftentimes wishing... We didn't have to turn around. God's Word guides us, it guards us, and it encourages us because of where it brings us to. And whenever our time on earth is done, it's different for everybody, but whenever our time on earth is done, to be able to stand and know that, hey, I followed God's Word to the end. There's going to be rejoicing in that. As Christians, when we get to heaven, it's not a shame, shame, shame standing in front of God. Some will try to tell you it is so that they can uh, trick you into living a good life. When we stand before God, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's an applause. Ultimately, it's a, it's, a, it's a worship to God. It's a return to God. But when we stand before God as Christians... He's not going to, as people tell you, put all your bad deeds up on the chalkboard so everybody can see them. God says, I've forgiven those as far as the east is from the west. He's going to reward you. So when you stand before God, what will your reward be? If you follow God's word, when you stand before God, it will be... And either way, I hate to say it this way because it might discourage you from doing good and doing right. Either way, it's going to be the most amazing event of your life that you've ever seen. But 
to be able to stand there and, and have God say, well done. Well done. It's like, it's like the parent who makes a, man, this is such a childish illustration, and I hope, again, it doesn't diminish who God is, but it's like a, a parent who puts together a little, uh, uh, what do you call those things, where they hide things and give clues? Scavenger hunt, thank you. Uh, it's like a parent who makes a scavenger hunt, and the kid does it, and the parent doesn't have to help. And the kid gets done, and the mom and the dad say, boy, awesome, good job. And that's wonderful. As opposed to when the mom and dad have to help do all the, all the parts, and you get done, and they're like, finally. <laughs> God's not going to do that to us, but the reward that we get when we get to the end, when we follow God's word, when we trust him, when we, when we follow and do exactly what he's told us to do, when we follow the map that he's given us, it will be worth it. And I encourage you, I want you to do a whole sermon series on heavenly rewards, uh, but I'll put that on the list. But um, we just don't value it. We just don't value God's word and what it says and what it tells you. When it tells you, hey, the eternal reward that you lay up in heaven, it'll blow your mind. I'm paraphrasing again. I'm doing a lot of paraphrasing today, but that's what God tells us. And yet we go, yeah, but I can't see that. What I can see is my bank account. What I can see is uh, the people who like me. What I can see is the people who uh, feel like I'm somebody special. I know it feels good, but I'm telling you, if the Bible says do this and the rewards you get will blow your mind, why wouldn't we do it? What part of Scripture have you found that's false? It's a map. It takes you where you need to go. Safely. Smartly. Let's follow it. Let's do what it says to do. God, help us to follow your word. Help us to value your word. Help us to uh, claim your word. God, just help us to love what you've given us. And may we, as the psalmist said, rejoice in the heritage that you've given us. And may we take great pride, biblical pride, in your word and the offer that it is for us. So, Lord, help us to do better. Help us to be more faithful. Um, help us to be more vigilant in seeking, searching, studying your word. Uh, Lord, I know that we won't regret it. Help us this week with the things that we have ahead of us. Help us to do them with a godly attitude. And uh, Lord, bring us back together safely uh, to worship together again. Uh, pray for those that couldn't be here today. And Lord, pray for your help in each situation there as well. Pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank you for your good attention today and for being here. Uh, Wednesday night at 7, if you could.